Uvanga, Eglogok, Ikilen. I am Jackie with a Q, Lambert. Inipengurunga, I am Inipak. Kikik Tagurung Miungagalaktanga, Kangikaktanga, Kayag Mininlu, Nerving Mininlu. I am from Kotzebue, but I also have roots in Kayana and Norvik. They're small communities just above the Arctic Circle, and their combined population is probably just a little bit bigger than how many of you are out there right now. <laughs> in high school, I was obsessed with magazines. I loved buying them from AC and cutting them up into collages when I was done. When I was like 15 or 16 years old, I remember the Seventeen magazine did the spread of the girls with the best hair in all 50 states. I was pretty offended to find some white girl from Anchorage got the Alaskan title. <laughs> I knew that I deserved it, because have you noticed my hair? It is... <laughs> <laughs> it's long and natural and black and beautiful, and I knew that I deserved the title, if not me, then many other Native girls in rural Alaska. But I knew that they didn't choose me for Alaska because I was too far away in Kotzebue. This was a normal trend for me growing up in the media. The references that they make to Alaska, they're not normally Native. And when they make references to Inuit in the circumpolar Arctic, they talk about Eskimos. And it, it became normal for me to see this within the, I mean, in the media. And it was normal for me to not look like the girls in any of my collages ever. I don't think I ever have. And it was normal for me to be stereotyped as an Inupak woman. But life went on, I got over this 17 thing. <laughs> and, but I did become a writer. When I was 22 years old, I left, Kots I mean, I left college. I was going to school in Idaho, and I left, and I moved back to Kotzebue. And I was a writer. I was getting published. I had my own column at some point. And, but all these publications, they just like, weren't aligned with this bigger vision that I had of what a native media platform can look like for our people across the state or across the globe, even. And um, so when I was 23, without graphic design or publishing experience, I decided to start my own magazine based out of Kotzebue. At the time, I was dating this white guy from California. <laughs> he moved up to Kotzebue to be a dog musher. <laughs> we, we had a pretty complicated relationship. <laughs> just based off of him being a white guy coming up to engage in my traditional culture and me being a native girl trying to make it out in the media world. It was pretty intense and um, there were some verbal things between us that weren't very great. I remember once he, this is after I started my magazine, I had a couple of issues already. He asked me one night if there were actual studies that show representation matters in the media for natives. Let me remind you, he's a white guy from California. <laughs> he has all these layers of representation of who he is or who he can be. But me as an Inupak woman, the entire world thinks that I'm an Eskimo. They think that I live in igloos and they think that I live with polar bears. I know that I come with so much more depth than that. I know that me as a, a sample size as one, my voice matters, and I knew that my vision mattered of having all these other voices along with mine. 
So through these conversations, he kind of gained this control over me and my mind. And he also got control over my body. There was some sexual trauma between us. It was really hard to accept or believe or talk about because I, it was hard to understand that you can have non-consensual sex with somebody that you love. And you can be raped by your partner. In relationships, it's often assumed that the other person has entitlement to your body. But that's not true because the only person that's entitled to your body is you. <laughs> so we end up breaking up, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and um, it, was spring, it was around springtime, and he decided he's going to move to a village just further up on the river. And it's springtime, he's, he's like competing with the breaking ice, and he has this dog team. And so I help him one day after work, and I help him load up his sled, and I help him line up his dogs, and I literally cut the rope for him to mush away from our relationship. A few weeks later, I moved here to Anchorage. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was 24 years old, I moved in with my mom, and I ended up getting this internship at Northwest Strategies. And I gained a little skill there, and I got a little confidence over the next year or so, and I decided to leave, because I'm still committed to this magazine and this media vision for Native people. And I left the day job. I was 25 years old, and I just met an Inupak man. <laughs> he was really easy to fall for, because I didn't need to defend my identity anymore. I didn't need to argue with him about who I was or where I came from. I didn't need to stick up with myself in all these conversations. There was this nonverbal communication that existed. And that made me feel safe and comfortable, but there was still sexual trauma from this past relationship. And literally, my body couldn't deal with any intimacy. Even if he made me laugh, I pushed him away. That was my immediate response. Because that's what happens when you face post-traumatic stress disorder. Your body thinks that you're in danger when you really aren't. So we couldn't make it work. <laughs> and I was single and self-employed. I was newly aware of how traumatized I was. And I accepted the job at First Alaskans Institute. And there, every single day, I worked with the Native staff. And we talked with natives from all across the state about our biggest hopes and our desires and dreams and potentials. But we also talked about the honest truth of what's happened to our people in the past and how that still plays a role in our trauma today and how we live today. So they provided like this parky of protection for me. Externally, I felt safe. I was in an environment that felt good. And so that gave me the space to get comfortable, and I looked inward. I went to intensive therapy for two years because I wanted to figure out what the fuck happened to me. How the fuck do I move on? I have these bigger dreams and these bigger potentials. So for two years, I, I had this external and internal like support system there for me, and that was really helpful. But three months ago, I left my day job once again because I feel like I'm stabilized once again. <laughs> And in a few weeks, or in a couple weeks, I'll be 28 years old, and I'm now committing, fully committed to starting, I mean, advancing forward with my Native Time Quarterly magazine. And I'm also partnering with one of my Inupak podcaster friends, as well as one of my Inupak videographer friends, and we're creating this Native place for our voices to amplify them, because not enough people out there know that Native men 
are poetic and they're expressive. And Native women, they want to be engaged in the dialogues of societal change. And I have the best hair in the state. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this wouldn't have been possible if I didn't commit myself to that long and hard work, two years of you know, healing myself internally and externally, if I didn't take that baggage from the past and put it on a sled and line those dogs of trauma and cut the line to let that bullshit mush away from me. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs>